You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Today on American Girl Women, we are joined by Rebecca Mayton, a content creator based in Washington who runs a YouTube channel called Lady Rebecca Fashions, where she shares costume and sewing related videos of her work, which includes historical costuming, cosplay, and vintage style sewing projects, plus her impeccable American Girl costume work. Rebecca also performs in musical theater, enjoys traveling, and loves spending time with her pets and collecting American Girl dolls. Rebecca grew up in the Bay Area of California, where in addition to discovering the joys of American Girl, she began her lifelong love for musical theater and played instruments. We are so excited to have her here with us today. Rebecca, welcome to AGW. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. We are so excited to have you, Rebecca. It's really hard not to call you Lady Rebecca to, <laughs> to your face because that's how we're used to seeing you on Instagram, which is, of course, where we connected with you first in the American Girl Instagram community. Mm-hmm. And we've been fans of your content for such a long time. So oh, it's a thrill you. to finally be able to chat with you. Thanks so much. Truly, your work is just absolutely incredible. And it's also coupled by so much historical knowledge. Like, (laughs) I absolutely love your YouTube channel. And for those listening in, of course, oh my goodness, thank you for creating such amazing content. For (laughs) those who are listening right now who haven't tuned into your YouTube, Immediately check it out after you listen to this episode at Lady Rebecca Fashions, where you're sharing all of your sewing projects and costume work and antique clothing, while also weaving in so much historical information and the significance behind the designs and textiles. It's just so fascinating in general. Like you could observe. (laughs) like so much of history through looking at fashion, right? Like- Absolutely. It's my favorite part of history really is to think about like the fashions through history. And mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest, I credit American Girl with getting me into historical costuming. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Like, you could learn so much about like identity and customs and like economic status or societal changes, like yeah. all through fashion. And yeah, American Girl was really that like first touch point of that and seeing the different Completely. fashion through the decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't wait to hear all about that and really get into that with you. But before we talk about American Girl, maybe we jump into the work that you do. And maybe you could share a little bit from the beginning how you got involved and interested in historical costume work. Yeah, so it really, I do really credit my interest in historical fashion to American Girl because I have been interested in historical fashion since I was a kid. And like, I still remember even when we went to Colonial Williamsburg as a kid and like, I wound up that Halloween having an outfit that was from 
Williamsburg, not from American Girl, but to match my Felicity doll. And then just, yeah, kind of being continuously interested in it, like, as I was a kid, and then particularly when I got to college. Um, And that's kind of where my historical costuming really kicked off. Um, I was getting a minor in costume design along with my BFA in acting. And a friend of mine was like, hey, there's a Ren Faire coming up. Can you make me a costume to go to this Ren Faire? And I was like, yeah, sure. It'll be way too undercharged for him. But, you know, I charged him a tiny bit of money. And also it's only I'm only going to make it if I can tag along. Um, And so I made myself an outfit, went to my first Ren Faire. From there, I got into like Ren Faires for a few years and then found out through online that other people do other eras of costuming as well. Um, And then at some point pretty early on, I kind of had made it my goal of like, I want to make myself a costume from like every single fashion era from like the 1750s through the 19 teens. And I watched that a couple years ago. Wow. That is incredible. Just the skill that you have to have for the details. And and it's like, like, you learn a little bit more every time you make something. So like going back to my first, well, my very first sewing projects were really atrocious. But even going back to my like first historical costuming projects, like they were so basic. They were, you know, unembellished, just like really basic stuff. And then within a few years, kind of learning how to add all of that detail. Right. Wow. That's so incredible and impressive. And just kind of learning the historical context, like through fashion, it's so interesting. And like the attention to detail that you take with everything you make is truly incredible. Thanks. It's yeah. been really fun. Is there a favorite era you have for creating costumes? Like that's closer to your heart, maybe? Yes, there's two, actually. Um, The 1830s is one. Mm -hmm. And I still am like, why is there no 1830s American Girl doll? (laughs) (laughs) Because I love the 1830s. Uh, It's just, it's very fun to wear. You feel like a little walking cupcake. Um, And it's just, like, completely ridiculous, but also really comfortable. Um, And then the other one would be the 1870s specifically the early 1870s which are like the really really big bustle dresses Mm, Uh, I just think that those are so elegant and it's kind of just like throw everything you want at this dress ruffles pleats bows (laughs) and it works because like more is more for that era especially wow I love that I feel like if everyone just had the opportunity to wear something like that we all might just change as a collective society being like wait (laughs) this is actually a wonderful way to dress right (laughs) it really is fun and I, I love that like the last few years I feel like that people have been able to like kind of feel more free with their dressing um, Mm -hmm. and be able to take a lot of like historical inspiration into their dressing. Like when you think of like a cottage core or a lot of the other cores, you know, night core, like when you think of all that, it's like people now feel more comfortable having those historical inspirations in their clothing. Um, And I know it's something that like Sydney from Five Hands and a Cockatiel has talked about as well, that like, yeah, people now just kind of dress what they however they want to people are feeling more free now with their dressing um and yeah. that they can 
get, take that historical inspiration and incorporate it into their day-to-day. -day. It's called right. history bounding, for those who aren't aware. A lot of people um, dress as history bounding. It's so interesting, and it definitely feels like there has been a shift in recent years yeah. where people are kind of, you know, I, I don't know, is it like post-pandemic being like, I think one life to live and just kind of embracing your true self. Like, yeah, I think a lot of it came out like from the height and the beginnings of the pandemic of like, well, I don't have to dress for other people anymore. I can right. dress for myself. Um, and I think that people have just kind of hung on to that, which is awesome. Yeah. Because why not? Like, obviously you should make yourself happy how you dress. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. I think like, I mean, trends will always be a factor, but it seems like as a society there, and especially with taking into consideration, like the sustainability side mm -hmm. of fashion, I think that in some ways we are shifting away from like the rapid trend cycle. And again, Absolutely. like, I think it will always be a factor, but so many people I know are like shifting their focus to like vintage and like thrifting and like upcycling clothing because it's just so wasteful and I feel like that's like another positive result is that like a lot more people I think are getting creative with how they obtain their clothing like whether they're exploring making it themselves or getting more into vintage mm -hmm. and thrifting mm -hmm. so I feel like there have been so many shifts with regard to fashion lately well, and kind of the beautiful thing about dressing for yourself as opposed to dressing for fashion trends of any kind is that like as you're saying like fashion trends change so quickly and so if you are literally just dressing for yourself you don't have to change your fashion like mm -hmm. right. the, the sustainability goes way up because instead of being like oh my gosh what I just saw that on TikTok now it's different like I've got to change my whole look and I've got to go out and buy more stuff it's like no because now actually what I'm wearing is kind of timeless because it is not any one time it's like a mixture of times right, right. that's such a that's good point so true I, I really like that sentiment yeah. Rebecca, can you tell us a bit about the first ever American Girl costume that you made and what it was? Yeah. So um, with the exception of that Williamsburg that I mentioned before, <laughs> um, the first one was actually just a little over a year ago now. And it was Samantha's winter cloak and gaiters and her hat and muff. Uh, I was just like, okay, so that is the only outfit that I had when I was a kid other than like their meat outfits and I had Felicity's mm -hmm. undergarments and so that one has particular sentimentality to me and also let's face it it's gorgeous <laughs> like really yes. like, so <laughs> absolutely luxe and gorgeous and so it was just something of like oh it would be so cool to have that cloak for myself yeah. and um one of my Instagram and YouTube followers actually found the fabric for me and she lives about like three or so hours north and was coming down this way anyway brought it to me and it was perfect it was like the exact fabric that I had been looking for that I had mentioned on Instagram that I was looking for and so that just kind of kicked off wow. that whole project and um at the time like I didn't do it kind of as a cosplay it was more just like 
I want to recreate it for myself. And then all of the outfits that I've done since then I've done is like cosplays with wigs and everything. Wow. That's incredible. What other um, American girl costumes have you made? So the one after that, it was several months later, but it was Kirsten's birthday dress outfit. And that was literally just, I decided that I wanted to make an American girl cosplay. And I went to Joanne's and was like, okay, whatever fabric they have that is close to a fabric of an American girl dress, <laughs> that's the cosplay I'm going to make. Um, and it turned out to be that one. I found the pink check fabric and yeah, made that one that, and honestly, it's either still my favorite one, or it might be my second favorite at this point that I've done. Right after that, I kind of decided that for Emerald City Comic Con last summer, I was going to do a different American Girl every day. Um, so I decided the next one was um, Samantha's midi dress, her sailor dress. Oh, my and, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I did Felicity's birthday dress as well. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And you've also done Felicity's Christmas gown. Yes. So then come so this epic. Christmas. Yeah. I, I have wanted to do Felicity's Christmas dress for years and years. Like before I got back into American Girl, I knew I wanted Felicity's Christmas dress because it's so iconic and so gorgeous. Um, and like, I remember reading the books and learning about like stomachers from reading the books and, and having the description of her two different stomachers, which is that front part that gets changed out. Um, but yeah, so in December, well, I guess Felicity's dress, I started, no, I guess I started that in December as well. But in December, I made like a, a literally a, like a one hour closet cosplay, half closet cosplay of Nellie's Christmas dress. Um, and then I also did like three week build maybe four week build of Felicity's Christmas dress. Finally. Wow. Yeah. It's so incredible to see that come together on your YouTube was just such a feast for the eyes. And also to like learn so much information, definitely check out those videos to our listeners. Um, <laughs> it's just so cool that you're like documenting everything along the way. I'm honestly so pleased with how that one turned out too. Like her birthday dress was kind of mm, like, I liked it. It worked, but it was just eh. Whereas the <laughs> oh, yeah. like, yeah, that was everything that I wanted. <laughs> what inspired you to start turning to American Girl as a source of inspiration? Because you've made so many beautiful fabrications that can be seen on your Instagram and YouTube. And many of them have been inspired by American Girl. But what like inspired you to start using American Girl as sort of a canvas for your well, inspiration? Yeah, part of it was that American Girl really did provide like the initial jumping off point for my love of historical fashion. So it was almost like a, a nod to that. Mm -hmm. um, but then the other part was with the exception of Felicity's Christmas dress, which again, I had planned that since before I restarted my collection. Um, last year was really when I got back into collecting American Girl. And so by, I think I, I made the cloak in late February or early March. And by then I was already like collecting. I had had, I'd gotten a 
I think by then maybe two or three additional dolls past what I had as a child um, and a handful of new outfits. And it was like, oh, these are just like, I'd forgotten how cool they are. Um, yeah. and they're so cool. And wouldn't it be cool to have some of these in my own costume wardrobe? And so, yeah, that was kind of how it was like, I should do the one that I actually had as a, as a child. I should do Samantha's cloak. And so that was kind of how that came around. Oh, that's so wonderful. And as far as like, you know, thinking about the clothes that were around when we were all into American Girl, do you feel like the quality of those being that you're kind of an expert on historical clothing now, do you feel like the quality of those outfits and the attention to detail is, you know, as wonderful as we all perceived it to be? growing oh, yeah. up yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean like when you look at Felicity's undergarment set for example I think that I I can't really imagine them making that coming out with that nowadays and the attention to detail in that undergarment set is just like mind-blowing like she has stays with boning in them stays are like a corset it was the predecessor to a corset so that's what they had in the 18th century and they have actual boning in her stays that like lace up the back and she's got her pocket hoops which is how 18th century dresses were held out to the side they're like little kind of boned metal hoops um that you can put things into if you want but they hold out your skirts to the side and give you that silhouette she has an embroidered pocket like <laughs> that's how they actually had you know carried around stuff they didn't use purses they had slits in their skirts and they like underneath the slits you had an embroidered pocket or like oh my god the fact that with her winter accessories she has patterns and I'm just like okay probably you guys wouldn't even or maybe you don't even know what patterns are if no, you have no. patterns are so weird um <laughs> they're basically like these metal rings that are, have like a wooden base to them that you strap them on to your shoes. And that keeps your shoes out of like the mud and muck when you walk around. Whoa. And as far as like Western fashion goes, because it's something that I think they've actually had in like Eastern, like Chinese and maybe Indian fashion, but like some of that goes dates back, you know, thousands of years. But mm -hmm. in Western fashion, that died out after the 18th century like you don't get those in the Victorian era or anything like that and yeah that publicity has actual freaking patents is just like what the actual heck yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness and Rebecca you just saying that about the embroidered pocket like I never had her undergarments but I had Felicity growing up with her meat dress her birthday dress and that was pretty much the extent of my collection but uh -huh. I had been looking at my Felicity recently and on her meat dress, there are like splits where pockets should be, but it's just like, oh, and I like never even like considered what that was for, but that must've been for when you have the embroidered pocket to go under it. I know that the viewers or the listeners won't be able <laughs> to view this, but I'm holding up a Felicity doll right now, my childhood Felicity doll, and I'm showing the pocket hoops that oh. you can put things in because they do have a bottom and the embroidered pocket. And so there's slits like even in the hoops 
to get to the pocket because that was generally worn underneath or inside the pocket hoops and then slits in the outer dress. And I appreciate that like the dress that I have her in right now is the one that later became her meat dress. It's the purple yes. dress. Um, one of my faves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This one, I think, yeah, this one predates that. This was when it was her traveling dress and you could buy it separately, but at least mm -hmm. in this one, they still had the pocket slits in that as well. I think all I want to say all of her outfits have the pocket slits. Wow. That is so interesting. And like, I don't remember like wondering about why that was when I was growing up and had her, but like uh -huh. seeing it now, I was like, huh, I wonder why, like, there must be a I'm, reason for this. <laughs> yeah. I'm so thankful, honestly, that my parents did buy me that set. And I assume that that is the set that I asked for the most, which is just like, that totally <laughs> fits with, you know, nerdy costume or me. <laughs> of course, I want Felicity's undergarments. <laughs> I love that. That's incredible. <laughs> but it was literally the only additional set that I had for Felicity. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you have any other like insightful tea like that that we should be talking about with any of the other characters? Because I feel like my mind oh, is blown by that knowledge. Probably, honestly. I mean, like, I love a lot of the original ones have those really cool undergarment sets. Um, like if you look at Addie's, you can't find it very easily. Like hers and Felicity's are both pretty hard to find. But she mm -hmm. has um, a, an undergarment set that is a hoop skirt a petticoat and a chemise and like all of these girls would have been wearing chemises like that's what's kind of lacking even for the pleasant company stuff is like no one came with a chemise except for felicity who has her shift um which is totally perfect like felicity would not have been wearing bloomers or underwear or anything like that she just would have been wearing the shift um but, but no one else came with chemises with their initial meet outfits and it's like yeah, they all would have been wearing them. Um, but Abby has one in her undergarment set, so that's good. And she's got a nice ruffled petticoat and a really nice, huge hoop skirt. But unlike Felicity's stuff, where all of Felicity's stuff fits over her pocket hoops, I have been having a really difficult time figuring out what is actually meant to go over Addie's hoop skirt. It oh. seems too big and too long for pretty much all of her outfits, with the exception, I think, maybe of her orange striped dress. Interesting. Oh, interesting. That is so weird that they would make it and then not make it compatible. Yeah. Right. Even with her Christmas dress? It, no, it's too long because her Christmas wow. dress is too short. Yeah. Interesting. I think, I think I've used it under her summer or like her, her birthday pinafore dress, but yeah. I think I have to like pull up the petticoat a little bit so it didn't peek out of the bottom. I, I want to say that orange stripey dress, which is like, oh my God, that's one of the best in my opinion. Um, But that dress is, I think her only dress, I'm looking at them hanging up in my closet right now. And I think <laughs> that's her only dress that is actually long enough to hide the wow. petticoat. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so interesting. Yeah. It's so weird. Um, and then Samantha has her lacy white set that you could buy. And yeah. that like it fills in. So she has her, her chemise with that set. Um, and I love with that, that she's got these little like garter clips to hold up her stockings, which is so cute. Cause she would have been wearing stockings, not tights. Mm -hmm. so I love that they added that detail. 
I am recalling, and I don't know if you all remember, well, I'm sure Rebecca remembers, um, but in the Samantha birthday book, there is a big deal made out of the fact that she's going to wear those little knee-high socks instead of oh, I didn't remember stockings that. or something. Like, I remember in the beginning of the book, yes. her and the twins are and the twins you know just being bad influences are like grand mary wants her to like put on long underwear or something and she's I do like think i remember that yeah yeah and, and the twins are kind of making fun of her like for doing that like that wasn't their <laughs> vibe but grand mary was that was some like a rule in grand mary's house yeah and then like maybe it wasn't the socks maybe it was the long underwear that they're, they're like just don't put it on. And she's like, right. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because, like, the doll doesn't come with any long underwear. But I guess <laughs> Samantha doll wouldn't have wanted to wear them either. <laughs> yeah. And what would what would long underwear have even been back in those times? I mean, I would, I don't know. When I hear long underwear, I picture, like, like a union suit type situation. Like flannels. Or not flannel, like you. Well, I mean, nowadays I think of like that waffle knit material, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Nowadays, I mean the 1990s when I was a child. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> when when I like read it as a kid, I pictured it being like those like pantalettes from like Gone with the Wind era vibes, but that's like a totally different time period. Yeah, no, that was very much not. Like, I mean, she would have been wearing, like, little lacy bloomer, kind of, honestly, kind of bloomers like what she has, just not mm-hmm. with elastic in them. Yes. Um, right. But, yeah, the pantalettes was very much more like a Kirsten or Addie. Right. 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 Yeah. Like, it, and it feels like anything Samantha would have been wearing would have been too short for that anyway. But I was, I remember, like, even as, like, a kid just being, like, long underwear. Like, what do they mean by that? Like, I just couldn't picture. <laughs> yeah. like- I do feel like, though, that her, the bulk of her stockings that they, like, give you with the various outfits are really kind of more like sock length and none of her stockings would have been that short. Mm. Like the ones that come with her lacy whites, they go like all the way up her legs, which maybe Mm. is a little overkill, but they definitely would have gone above the knees, like all of her stockings. Right. And the birthday ones, I think that they have, yeah, they only go to like right up, right below the knee. Like they're very short. It's just really odd looking when you look at her wearing any of the outfits where like her knees are showing because her dress and her stockings like don't come together like that (laughs) that definitely is not a thing that would have happened oh Oh, my goodness this is the insight we need we need to (laughs) we need to debunk these these american girl (laughs) fashions (laughs) that's what i think is so funny because when you look at like felicity and i know that i have heard that like pleasant roland went and researched for years Felicity and that's why she came out like later than the other girls um is because she was like doing research that entire time but like Felicity just has so much attention to detail I really Mm -hmm. think that more than anyone else I'd say like there's so much more detail in Felicity stuff Mm -hmm. than anyone else's question interesting which almost makes it worse the like how they did her dirty with me forever uh yes 
before we get into B forever, I do have to ask if off the bat, there are any historical costuming atrocities, like one that like just stands out to you that you're like, I cannot believe that they did that and like got away with it. You mean like in movies or like, what do you mean? No, I just mean like among the American girls, like, you know, here and there, like they, they kind of make mistakes, like they aren't, you know, historically accurate, like Samantha's socks, for example. But are there any that just like stand out to you as you're just like, I cannot believe that they got away with that. You're talking about like original, not like more modern be forever. Yeah, original girls. To be honest, I feel like off the top of my head, no. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like with the, I I feel like the the one real oddity is like Samantha's knees. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's really impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think like what else might have been with the originals. If I can think of anything, I'll I'll say it as I go. But yeah, with the original like six. Now, granted, I can't really speak to Josefina. Um, because I am not of that culture and I don't know if her stuff was like culturally appropriate or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the other five, I would say, yeah, everything is pretty darn accurate. Wow. That's, that's so amazing. amazing. Oh, I guess, okay. No, I've got one. Ponytail. <laughs> that's the one thing with Felicity. I'm like, why do you have a low ponytail? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. such a good point. <laughs> yeah, it would not have been. Um, it would have been like basically just like an adult's hairstyle. In the 18th century, children were just little adults. So um for her time period, it would have been probably uh pulled over maybe a like she might have had a small little like rat or something to pull it over in the front to give her a little bit of volume. Um, but otherwise it would have just been pulled back and like curled up in little rolls they call them buckles um and so like to curl them up into like the little buckles and then to have maybe one maybe two little tails that like come down in a curl um Mm -hmm. from everything else being up and everything that was up would be tucked into a cap um Mm -hmm. no matter what like whether you were inside or outside it was in a cap if you went outside you added a hat wow that is so interesting I love that like attention to detail in general that they took with like the hairstyles being historically accurate, but it's so interesting to hear that Felicity was a bit of a miss on that ponytail. I just figured it was kind of like in the line of like a founding father kind of vibe. (laughs) No, the men had the ponytails. The women had their hair mostly up. We do have some nice caps for Felicity for some of her outfits, but like every single one of her outfits should have a cap. Yeah. My favorite bit though is I love how her summer outfit has the cap and the hat. Like that's yes, right? Yes. Her summer outfit is just a dream. I know. I think I'm gonna have to make that one sometime (gasps) soonish. Oh my god. Um Rebecca, do you do you do commissions? I uh, don't. <laughs> asking for a friend. For a friend who is you. <laughs> All right, you know what? If you do it, if you do it on YouTube, maybe uh, I'll follow along. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like that sort of style is based on like the chemise a la Rain style that was really popular, mm-hmm. and they are not difficult to make. So, mm-hmm. uh, so Grant, I think you've talked about the fact that you have like no sewing experience. So zero. You would want to try maybe some other easy things first. Um, <laughs> but 
it's not like her Christmas dress. Okay. Right. That's, that's good to know. Yes. I'm hopeful for the next dress, like an American girl day, I will have Felicity's summer dress yes. all set, which probably means I need to get started on it quite soon. <laughs> if I actually want to have this come to fruition <laughs> in the next like six months, right. um, but oh my goodness, that's such a my beautiful next look. though is going to be Kirsten's summer dress. Cause I found uh, that Oh my goodness. That is love that one too. A lovely, lovely dress. Yeah. That's going to be a fun project to work on. <laughs> so oh hopefully I'll have that one done in the next, like just over a month. Cause I want to wear it to the picnic that we're going to be having here soon. Oh my goodness. Which I know will have already happened by the time this episode comes out. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. When you were growing up, were you really entranced by the outfits that were girl sized? I think so, but I also feel like maybe not. I think that I knew that my parents would never go for something like that. Um, yeah. And so I think I just didn't even let myself be like, oh yeah, I want that. Um, Fair. Yeah. I mean, I remember, like I drooled over everything in the catalog, I feel like, but, and I remember looking at like the cute pictures, like the random Kirsten with her chickens type pictures. Yes. still trying to track that model down (laughs) oh my god I have like I have like a cold lead on it I have like a name a name of someone who it might potentially be but no way to contact this person is it a common name or an uncommon name it's an actress that had been in like a few things in like the 80s and 90s and has like an obscure like Facebook fan page on her. Oh gosh, but, but no like, like Instagram or anything? Yeah, nothing. Oh no, no. Nowhere. And I don't even know if it's actually the person. Like someone just like gave us this like tip um, on it. But I'm like, it could be her. Like it, like I'm I'm not seeing her as a child, but like as like an adult, it kind of looks like it could be her. Oh gosh. <laughs> I know. hope you find them because that would be really <laughs> Right? Like, how do we track any of those models down? I would love to get them all. I'd love to get them all together for like a, like a Real Housewives reunion, reunion. (laughs) (laughs) like interview, honestly, like, and just like interview all of them. But um, yeah, no, those, those like outfits for girls from back in the day, I think like so many of us, like, were entranced by them but so few people really like got their parents to get those right. <laughs> so I feel like unless my mom really wanted to get something like that there was no way I was gonna be able to get that yeah. well right? like when I finally did have like the twinning outfit with Felicity that was first off so my mom does not sew um but she managed to figure out how to make two like rectangular drawstring skirts one for me one for felicity and then from williamsburg i had bought um or my parents had bought for me let's be real um (laughs) like a shift um and like a mob cap and a pinner apron and so and i think i had a pinner apron from like a cottage crafts dress that i had for felicity so like for halloween that year we wore our matching flannel skirts that my mom made and like we wore the shifts she and I and the caps and the aprons and that was our Halloween outfit wow that's so special and I wish I had a picture of us together but I don't oh no (laughs) yeah Uh, that sounds so adorable though I literally have one picture of me with an American girl doll as a child 
<laughs> yeah. I I wish I wish that like I had the foresight to take more pictures with my American Girl dolls too. I don't know. Right? I don't know why I didn't. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Seriously, and who could have predicted that we'd all still be into it so many years <laughs> later? I literally oh have gosh, yes. I think I have two or three pictures of myself and like yeah. Two of them are on the exact same day. So it's like <laughs> not, a, not a lot to work with here. No. Um, <laughs> Rebecca, I would love to hear a little bit more about your personal journey with American Girl before we chat through all things be forever. Um, but going back a little bit, um, aside from being into American Girl, what were you like growing up? I was... Um very much like a do everything overachiever type. Uh, <laughs> like I'm sure I drove my mom crazy with having to take me every which way. But I guess like my trade-off was like, I gave her, you know, the the all A's grades. And <laughs> was a, I think I was a very good child too, like easy to manage, you know, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was very much like, I'm going to strive to be the best type. I was a very competitive kid too, but not like I didn't do sports. I was just like, I had to be the best. Like, right. I'm, I'm really glad I grew out of that though. To be oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I wish I had a little bit of that in me. <laughs> I know. I was, um, I was not. Like, yeah. More of it and not just like, well, you know, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. And how did you first learn about American Girl? I don't remember exactly, but it must have been through the library or something because it was through the books first. Yeah. I started reading the books when I was like six. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know anyone at that time who had dolls. Like the my really like memories of the dolls was I had one best friend named Caitlin who was like a relatively short lived best friend. Like she moved into the area. She was there for like a year or two. She moved out of the area, but she, she must've had at least two, if not three American girl dolls. And so when we went to her house, we would like play with the American girl dolls. And I just remember like that being so cool because she was the only one with them. And I'm sure by that time I had been getting the catalog for a while because like this would have been when I was about eight. And like I had read all, I think all of the books by then um, and knew that I wanted one, but I can't remember if I got my first one when I was eight or when I was nine and my parents don't remember either. (laughs) Wow. And did you choose the doll that you got first? Was it oh, yeah. like a doll was, that you were like drawn to their book It series? was Samantha. Yeah. Oh, Samantha. <laughs> All <course>. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I was very much drawn to Samantha, both from her books and also because of her collection. Like, let's yeah. like I feel like that aesthetic was what dreams are made of for yes. a little girl. <laughs> And I think it was also slightly maybe the like, oh, but she looks the most like me, which is not true because like my eyes are closer to Molly's than Samantha's, Mm. but um, I had dark brown hair, no bangs, but I mean, it was limited choices then anyway. (laughs) And, And yeah, so it was Samantha that I got first and I loved her. I was so excited to get her. I treated her so well. She's still actually right here. 
This is this is oh, my wow. She's looking, looking amazing. Yeah, yeah. like mint condition. But yeah, she's in really, really nice condition. Like her hair is a little frizzy. But um, but other than that, and I think there's like a little bit of pink highlighter somehow on one of her hands that I can never find until it's randomly like, oh, why is there pink highlighter on her hands? But <laughs> no, otherwise, like even her limbs are still super tight. Like I I don't know. She was just I like I played with her, but she I kept her in really good condition and I was like, I knew it was a very expensive toy. Like my mom for the year before I got Samantha, I had already been asking for her. And my mom got me a porcelain doll that looked like Samantha. And it was like, what the heck? <laughs> this, is, this is not what I asked for. She for thought she could trick me. you. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like an Edwardian era porcelain doll in this like yeah. burgundy velvet dress with like a hair bow and stuff, brown hair. Like she kind of looked like Samantha. And I think the idea was, if you can take care of this porcelain doll, then you can have Samantha. Yes. That makes sense. It's the ultimate test. Yeah. (laughs) How did you end up coming to possess Felicity after that? So Felicity came, I think, about a year and a bit later, because Samantha was a Hanukkah present. And then Felicity I got for... I think it was my 11th birthday. My parents and I actually looked it up recently because my dad still has all of his receipts from when I was a child. And he like looked it up in his like turbo or quick, his quicken. And was like, <laughs> this, is, this is when we bought Felicity. And so yeah, it was for my 11th birthday. Um, and I think it's very much like you guys talked about this on your recent podcast too, that like you are a Felicity Samantha girl or you're you know or you're not yeah and so it's just kind of a natural progression of like well I got the one of them with like the prettiest collection who has the second pretty or you know the other prettiest collection it's Felicity honestly that theory holds up so well and we actually just interviewed my future sister-in-law with her sister Uh and her sister we didn't even talk about this but like her sister had Kit and Molly where oh, yes. like my sister, future sister-in-law, Katie, she had Samantha. And I'm like, this theory just makes a lot of sense here. It really does. And then like, there is the other dolls like are a nice middle ground too. Like, I definitely think that there's elements of like Josefina, Kirsten and Addie that embody both ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. so well, after it, oh go ahead well I was gonna say like it really is like a spectrum with like two very strong points at either end being yeah. like this the Samantha Felicities and then the Kit Mollies and then the middle dolls definitely falling in line yeah after I got Felicity I very much wanted Josefina And I don't know if it's because I just thought she was so pretty or what, or if it was because she was the newest at the time, but Mm -hmm. I really really wanted Josefina. And I remember like asking for her and asking for her. And then my parents didn't get her for me. And within about like a year, maybe of me really wanting her, I kind of grew out of American Girl. So it's good that they didn't get her for me. Um, But yeah, she was my next on my list, but I don't know why I was sleeping on Addie because yeah. like, oh my God, Addie's collection is seriously one of the best. 
right? It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Stunning. And now and her stories are like, I think her book series is the best of anyone's. Yeah, sure. that was my favorite book series as well. I devoured the Addie books. Like, I would say it was probably the first book I ever read, like, in one day as a kid. Um, hers are so good. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, like there, I mean, obviously, there's just a lot more um, emotional depth to cover than you get in, like, Samantha. Right. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Absolutely. And now Rebecca, you mentioned earlier that you started building up your collection again and now have a few more dolls. Who do you have and what was the progression Um, there? (laughs) Who don't I have? (laughs) (laughs) So um, I started getting back into them in 2021. And that was the year that like the 35th anniversary had come out that summer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was really at the time, I was like, oh my gosh, those are, they're so cool. Like, gosh, I wish I could, you know, just tell myself it's okay to get one of these. Like, it'd be so cool to get like a Kirsten or something like that. Um, And then I didn't. And then Christmas rolled around that year. And I was like, okay, yeah, I have some extra money. I am going to get myself one of those 35th anniversary Kirstens for myself for Christmas. Oh, they're sold out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yep. uh, yeah. So I wound up going on uh, eBay and getting a Kirsten for myself for Christmas and like opening her on Christmas day and everything. Um, and she had like her entire meat outfit and like all of her accessories except the wooden spoon. Uh, but and actually I brought her over here too, because this is the the Kirsten in a non-American girl dress. This is one of my childhood oh. dresses, in fact, that I had for Samantha. Oh, um, it's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got myself Kirsten and I was like, oh, that's so cool. I'm so happy now. I'm really happy with my three American girl dogs. And then I realized that Addie's collection was so much cooler than Kirsten's collection. <laughs> So I wound up getting Addie (laughs) and then like not too long later, maybe like a month or two later, it was like, oh, well, Rebecca is really cool because she has my exact family history. So I really, she was one that I'd gone back and forth with um, between getting her and Kirsten. And so then it was like, you know what? I, I just really, I should get myself a Rebecca because she is my family history. Like I need, and she's my name. So I should do that. And so I got myself a Rebecca <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I got Nellie and then, then I waited for a while. And then last summer it really snowballed out of control. Um, <laughs> at this point I have 19 dolls. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I have two Kirstens, one that's a white body doll um, which are the, like the old ones pre. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and then also the one that I got in that December and I have three Samantha dolls. Um, <laughs> I have my childhood wow. Samantha, who I'm never going to get rid of. And then I have um, last summer, I, one of my friends was graduating from college after like many years and tries of trying to graduate from college. And I knew she liked American girl and, but never had one as a child. And I had thought she said that she liked Samantha, but I was wrong. And I found that out after I bought her a Samantha doll, um, which I got for like really inexpensive on eBay. And so it was fine. It wasn't like a big deal. 
But yeah. I thought she was really, really cute, Samantha. Very different from the one I had because she's what you call a transitional Samantha, um, meaning she came out in 1991. She has all of the features of a white body, except that she has a tan body. Mm. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. So I wound up adding her to my collection. And then um, just recently, I got my latest Samantha, in fact, like literally last weekend, who's a 1987 white body. Whoa. Um, yeah. And so now I have three Samanthas. Wow. <laughs> and I is said, the... I have, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, is the 1987 white body Samantha like, the ones that have like the lighter hair and lighter eyes. So, so well, so the eyes I think are maybe a little bit lighter on those guys. Um, there's a lot of variations of eyes that were around in like 87 and stuff, but mine aren't like the super mine aren't mine aren't like a Samber, which is this the amber eyed Samantha's. I don't know what yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we had an, we had another guest to bring that up and then I immediately had to look up the Samba yeah. phenomenon. Oh my God. Those are like the super, <laughs> super rare ones. Uh, but all of them prior to I think like 92 or something had lighter hair. So mm. even my transitional one has the lighter colored hair. It's it's Molly color. Yes. Interesting. Mm. Wow. That is incredible. Are you collecting um American girl outfits for them as well? Or are you oh, sewing yeah. your own? <laughs> I have um, a whole closet full of outfits for them. Um, I'm actually, I guess it probably will have come out or started to come out already on my channel by the time this podcast comes out. Um, but I'm going to be doing a video series looking at like outfit by outfit and how historically accurate they are. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Uh, by the time you are listening to this, probably at least a couple of those I would think would have come out. Amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I love the outfits. I also in January of this year started collecting some of the furniture. So I have um, like a dollhouse set up now. Um, and I have like a big Samantha room that has like her table and chairs, her bed, her night, her dressing table where she keeps her like picture and stuff. But yeah, so that and I've got a 1990s room with like the old yellow bunk bed and the computer and stuff, like the old ones that came out in the 1990s. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> Rebecca, could we come over? Yeah, yeah. Please. Please. <laughs> yes. This sounds like heaven. Oh yeah. my God. My this favorite room setup now, I think, is honestly Kit's room, which she's kind of the latest one I've gotten into. Um, cause I, Kit came out after I had stopped being interested in American Girl as a kid. Yeah. Um, but now I have like Kit's bed with her amazing roll top desk and her swivel chair, uh, a bunch of her reporter accessories, like her camera, some newspapers, like her stuff. Her stuff is like the, the level of detail that Felicity's is. I feel like her wow. accessories, I should say, not her outfits, mm. her accessories <laughs> are amazingly detailed. I love her bedroom set. I've always been so, so obsessed with her bed. Oh, yes. so cute. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you also into the girl of today or do you stick more to the historical? Uh, girl of today, yes. The 90s girl of today, yes. Um, my friend and I actually got this huge lot at the beginning of the year that was like all 90s stuff. And we kind of like divvied it up and kept what we each wanted and like sold the rest of it. So yeah. I've two little shoebox plastic shoebox bins worth of like 90s outfits like 
the velvet overalls, the oh, um, or like the velvet with the stars on it, the Christmas dress, um, the painter set, like with the overalls, and um, what I'm like, oh, I've got the original '95 uh, meat outfit, and also the vinyl jumper meat outfit. Oh my God. Incredible. Um, that vinyl jumper is like the scariest thing in my collection. Like it's, <laughs> it gets stored on its own little dress form. And like when, when the one time that I've put it on the doll, I like have to keep her arms like away from her body and like just nothing can touch it. <laughs> wow. Is it in good condition? Like did it hold up? <laughs> yeah. There's almost no, uh, it didn't come from that lot that I was talking about. The yeah. vinyl jumper that was in that lot had almost no red left on it. It was oh like God. all of, of nothing. Um, but I got it from something else. I think it was actually a different lot that my friend got. And then she sold it to me or something like that. And it was like, yeah, there's only a couple little flaws, like some creases on the sides. And the rest of wow. it's like really good condition. So I'm just like, okay, can't touch it. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. wow. That's incredible. <laughs> that crazy. is incredible. Wow. Yeah, that jumper... It's the most elusive thing in the American Girl archives, I think. Yeah. Well, because they, I don't know what the, like, what kind of vinyl they used, but like the fact that it just disintegrated over time. I know. Like, you would think that something made out of like that synthetic of a material right? would last forever. <laughs> you would think so. But apparently, we don't have to worry about that piece in particular in our landfills. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Rebecca, we originally reached out because there was quite a big discussion on our Instagram uh, yes. post about some Be Forever looks compared to the original. And I think it was with Molly, if I remember correctly. I um, think so. And I love, like, anytime you comment on our post, I, like, am just filled with glee because you just <laughs> come there with so much knowledge and just such an <laughs> interesting perspective on things that we were like all right we need we need to make our friendship official here and have you on the podcast <laughs> oh my gosh and <laughs> we wanted to chat through some be forever looks because there was yeah. a huge change in american girl historical outfits and doll offerings that happened in the mid 2010s um yeah. i think in 2014 did we read um, yes. I think. Yeah. yeah. In mm -hmm. 2014, there was a big change. The transition from Pleasant Company to Mattel happened quite a bit before that. Um, uh -huh. And in that process, some of our favorite girls were retired, no longer offered, and Be Forever came about. And I think for myself and maybe for many of those listening in, after I like got over my phase of American Girl, I didn't really think about it at all yeah. until just a few years ago when Laura and I reconnected on it. So all of Be Forever was completely missed by myself. But Same, for, totally. Right? Like for our listeners tuning in, if you haven't seen these updated outfits, it's definitely worth a Google. Um <laughs> If you're able to look at them right now, that would be great. If you're in a, not driving and in a place that you can look for yeah, reference. Pull over we'll, and look at right? these outfits. <laughs> we'll try to describe them as best as we can. But if you are only familiar with the historical offerings, you are all in for a big shock, especially if you loved 
a Samantha, a Felicity as much as we did. Um, yes. <laughs> but yeah, it yes. was quite, it was quite jarring to see that these were, these were the updates that, you know, now are, are out there for a lot of the historical girls. Right. Cause a lot of them are still in their beef forever outfits. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. And they've, they've definitely like, I think started to make moves with relaunching some of the um, original dolls with their original outfits. But, you know, for the time being that we had some of these gals around jarring is the word I would describe. (laughs) I would agree with that. Yeah. I'm curious, like with Kit's re-release now, if they are going to keep her in her original outfit, which is now her re-release outfit, and just get rid of the Be Forever, or if they are going to go back to Be Forever when this kit birthday release sells out. Mm. Right. That's a really good question. Yeah, I I really hope it's the former. Like, I hope that they go back (laughs) to her original set. Right. I guess time will tell on that one. Yeah. Um, but here's here's hoping because Kit's original meat outfit is just the cutest. It's so classic. It's all like part of me loves it because it's like so old lady. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Her little matching right. cardigan and sweater set. Yes. So cute. <laughs> I adore her little white sandals too. Yeah. Those are so cute. They are very but yeah, I'm looking at Kit's collection, her re-released collection, and I'm just like, please, please don't take it back to that turquoise blue disaster that And like, she honestly, was in. it's a cute dress, but it mm-hmm. does not make sense for her for the 1930s for like, it just doesn't make sense. But I feel like with Be Forever, they were just like, we need color. Like we need a lot of bright colors because that's what kids like. So clearly everything should be big, bright, bold colors, no matter if that's accurate or not. Yeah. That is well kind of, that's kind of the vibe that I feel like I get from it too, was like yeah. that the original historical collection was deemed to be not as appealing because of like how like specifically it adhered to the like you know attention to detail things we've been talking about this whole time and so crazy yeah I'm like so kids will only like a historic doll if it comes in like turquoise blue and red dress like I don't I don't really understand that because as a kid I was very I think it honestly like and you know, I'm sure they looked into this, but I, I think it's insulting to kids to think yeah, like they, they couldn't find like value in Kit's original outfit or Samantha's or yeah. Felicity's. Um, right. Yeah. And Felicity, we all did. Me, sure, absolutely. Like, who are the kids in the focus group that were right? this? But like, I think Felicity is a really good example because her original meat dress was the striped floral gown that was really beautiful, but then they had updated the meat outfit to her purple traveling dress, which right. coincided, I think, or close to it with the movie, um, the Felicity movie that came out. And that was beautiful. You know, it had that lilac color that I think uh-huh. is more, I don't know, maybe more of the direction they were going into. And then they went like a hard right and gave us this like turquoise yeah. and gold monstrosity. <laughs> 
is there any redeeming quality about this, Rebecca? Please. Well, and the weird thing know. with that change too is that they literally changed the shape of her dress. Yeah. So, and granted, like this, the 70s, like the late 70s, 1770s, I should say, um, <laughs> you do like I suppose start to see a transition because basically in the 1770s you have the pocket hoops like I was talking about earlier where you're very much like side to side but in the late 70s it moves into that everything is much more like back focused and so Mm -hmm. you have um like bum pads in the back as opposed to the pocket hoops on the side and so you have kind of a softer look that's more rounded and I think that's what they were going for for the new shape because she literally has a different undergarment set she has like Oh, another pair of stays, which I haven't looked closely into those stays, so I don't know much about them. I'm not sure if she still has the pocket. I would hope so. But what I know she has is a bum pad, or really what they gave her is a bum roll, not a bum mm. pad. A bum roll is not from the 18th century. That is something that they had in like Elizabethan. Oh, yeah. interesting. And so it's giving her a really like chopped up look because they're making this bum roll sit like very high on her body which like so the proportion is just really really weird and then they shortened her dress which is fine because shorter dresses were a thing but they because they shortened it and have that bum roll and it's a doll um (laughs) it's like and then put her in those really really bright colors which really weren't a thing at least together it just comes out looking so wrong yeah it's like they were trying to piece together everything at once and yeah and it just didn't work and especially on a doll scale it it doesn't work and and her original outfit or her purple outfit were so well done and so classically done and like they both are very much in the style I do think her original is better than the purple um for various reasons but even still the purple's nice Yes. yes I love the purple it's one of my favorite outfits of Felicity's that came later um and I guess like when I just look at this like gem tone blue and gold I question why they chose these two colors together I know, I guess. I, well it's- they chose a lot of weird color combos like the turquoise and red for Kit mm-hmm. like I don't yeah there's something about the like the the like gem tone blue is like offensive to me but it's less offensive to me than the gold like it's the gold that's really driving me crazy and I, I think for me that's what's taking it into like the Halloween costume vibe yeah. it territory. just doesn't go together right yeah I think- it looks cheap too right and I feel like Felicity was so like understated in her yeah. original meat outfit. It was like that. Uh, oh my God. What is that called? There's an aesthetic that I just learned about. Like quiet wealth or oh, like. Stealth like, wealth. Like, yeah, stealth wealth. Stealth wealth. <laughs> it's that stealth wealth vibe where it's like, you know, it, it doesn't need to be loud to know that it's like rich and oh. luxurious. Like how it's supposed to be like all about the clean lines and the minimalism is like how you show your wealth. 
Yeah, like yeah. you're not like gaudy about it. And Felicity <laughs> to me, like I was I was a Felicity girl growing up and I just adored her collection. It just seemed so aspirational to me. But this is just it's so loud and in your yeah. face. It's so loud. I I I just don't know why these decisions were made. I that sounds terrible for me to say. No, I agree. Um, but it's hard to like think that Felicity went from like this very elegant. Yeah. Like, I feel like her outfit was just like a source of like in- inspiration and education too. Absolutely. Well, and I do feel yes. like when you look at historical fashion that at least of the American Girl dolls, that the 18th century is kind of the most unapproachable in a way because it's the Mm. most different from what we have today whereas like a lot of the stuff that even like Addie or Kirsten wears it still kind of has that like shape that is known um yeah and so like if you were to go dress up as a an American girl doll and just go walk out in public if you're Felicity you're gonna look really really different than you Chris Kirsten just kind of looks cottagecore (laughs) right yeah definitely so I do see how they wanted to maybe change it a little bit but they just went the wrong way about doing it I also I have to bring up because this is something that stands out to me as a difference between her old dress and the newbie forever one um is that like the fabric of it seems like so overly formal for just like a meat dress like the the Mm. level of like formality of this dress is almost evoking super closely like to me it it doesn't even look like a date like her other dresses like the purple and the original striped floral one are giving like child's daytime dress to me and Mm. this this one I feel like I don't know like it it looks like too fancy for well I think part of that is the color still because like Mm -hmm. you just you wouldn't have had especially a kid Mm -hmm. in colors like that like that's the types of the like jewel tones and stuff that's the types of things that you see in like a sack back gown from a little bit earlier in the 18th century for yeah like a formal occasion um not something like kids were almost always dressed in in pretty light colors because they were easier to clean for one thing that's a really interesting note kids would wear lighter colors because they were easier to clean yeah i i mean we're like starting with like the absolute like worst one here oh i know Um, (laughs) it's it's so sad i was like maybe we should all go around and say something nice about her dress um (laughs) like i I I appreciate that they still did give her an undergarment set even if it isn't really right (laughs) yeah um the nice thing that I'm gonna say about the dress is that I do like the the pattern on the blue I don't like the blue but I like the pattern yeah yeah I like her little ruffle collar and sleeves I think that that elevates it I was gonna say slightly but it elevates the look (laughs) oh my goodness and then who is next Yeah, let's get into Josefina now. I will just, you know, preface this by saying Josefina is one of my favorite Mm -hmm. dolls. So I'm so excited we're including her. I never know. For me, she feels like part of the original, even though technically she's not one of the original five. But I count um, her because she still came out when it was Pleasant Company. Yes. 
I think that makes her original. Agreed. I agree. I agree. And, you know, we were kind of chatting a little bit before this, but I have to say, um, Rebecca, you brought up that Josefina's is actually probably one of the more toned down revamps in terms of the be forever transition. Um, and I'd have to agree. They kept a lot of really good stuff about her original outfit intact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like really with hers, it was pretty much brightening the colors. Mm -hmm. Like her new meat skirt is bright red, whereas her mm -hmm. old meat skirt was like almost a, like a almost burgundy, like a blood red. I don't know. What would you call that? Yeah, it was like a, yeah, like a dark, I don't know, a like it's not. Yeah, like a deep red. One element that I would hope that they had fixed about the um, the Be Forever one, though, is that, like, if there is one item in all of American Girl stuff that you want to keep away from water, it is Josefina's original meat skirt. I made the mistake of washing the one that I got with my doll because the doll had been, like, a free doll that was literally left outside for me to pick up off someone's doorstep, and she was in a state. And so I washed <laughs> her skirt, and it was, like... I was literally just washing it in a vat of red dye. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> wow. Nice. All right. That's a good tip there. Do yes. not wash your Josephine meat skirt. Yeah. Wow. Good to know. Well, I think that the material of the skirt maybe also looks a little different. I do wonder about the material of her lace up boots though because those always felt very high quality I worry about the old boots honestly because I feel like they're so delicate mm. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's just a thing of that's what happens to the leather over time or what but I know like when I got that Josefina um her boots were actually I'm trying to think if it was even her boots or if I had just gotten other boots for her, but like the laces had disintegrated and the oh. boots themselves just felt like the leather was, it was still very soft, but felt like it was almost going to rip. Um, mm. so I would kind of hope honestly that with like different changes to her, like be forever that they would have maybe given her boots that were like a little bit more hard wearing. Yes. Oh no. Yeah, that would make sense for sure. It does look like maybe the skirt is a tiny bit shorter. Oh. As I'm looking at an old um Josefina next to the B Forever, and it looks like the skirt is just like ever so slightly longer on the original. That's um yeah, the B Forever skirt looks like it falls like just under the knee and the original Josefina skirt I think is like almost grazing her ankles but it could also be the angles at which they're shooting these right as well um but you know for for all the changes that they've made this might you know if they changed the quality or like the lasting materials of some of the um, clothing items for Josefina, this might have actually been a glow up for her. It's possible, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hers really doesn't bother me so much, other than the fact of knowing that it's not original. Um, mm -hmm. But I feel like if we hadn't had, like, her original and just, I don't know, like, the, having those deeper colors, I almost feel like was a part of Pleasant Company, like, that there yeah. were more neutrals, more, like, subtle or darker or deeper, et cetera, colors. 
Um, but other than that, yeah, it doesn't really, her beef river doesn't bother me. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting that they changed the other so drastically and mm-hmm. kept Josefina's pretty similar. Well, and I wonder if it's like also something cultural. Now, I don't know what kind of research went into Josefina, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure like with Kaya and her beef forever, did they even change her at all? I don't right, think that's so. Because like there was so much research that went into her originally that they wouldn't, yes. wouldn't make sense to change it. Right. And I mean, like, they could not change her, like, overall aesthetic in the way that they've sort of tried to do with some of the other ones without right. it just being, like, completely inaccurate and, like, offensive, I think. So yeah. I feel like they, they didn't really change it much. And when we went to the American Girl store, they had, like, a whole Kaya, like, vignette set up. And I was actually surprised because I had Kaya growing up, I was surprised by how much it looked the same as when I was a kid. Interesting. And I think she came out in like 2002 or 2003. Yeah, she Um, was next after Kit. And I think she was pretty soon after Kit. Yeah. So maybe they didn't feel as strong of a need to like revamp her, but But then again, Rebecca had been a recent release and they were that's so true that's so true there has to be a a, a reason that is more like cultural and like accuracy focused for them keeping yeah. Kaya the same I would think I would right think so. now I have a question where I'm not sure about this but was there no Kirsten be forever no that's the thing that's what gets me about like the fact that they have re-released kit or even re-released molly is the fact that Houston has actually been retired longer than anyone else and they have yet like they didn't re-release her for b forever haven't re-released her yet the only release was the 35th anniversary what do they have against kirsten (laughs) that is that is so strange that she wasn't part of b forever when all of the other yeah were well not all wait we're all no i guess you're right every single other of the original six was and technically the original eight if you go on yeah yeah i mean they did snub molly too but they ultimately had her i don't know how long molly was available (laughs) in in be forever but the fact that she was only available at costco just like (laughs) that is unreal that she was only I had no at idea I had no idea that American Girl was even available at Costco ever yeah there's some other dolls that they've done that have been like Costco special dolls I think like um I want to say there was actually a kit version that was Costco and it was like she came with a couple of outfits together like that outfit that has the little like red cropped polka dot vest look Mm -hmm. I think that came with her and I think it was the be forever kit with like that outfit and maybe one other outfit um and there's been some others that are I don't know if they've been like girl of to uh girl of the year or if they've just been like truly me ones that have been like pre-packaged as sets that have come out of cost I'm seeing I'm seeing what that looks like um oh and I'm seeing the kit one yes so it was the little red and white polka dot outfit and shoes and the be forever 
kit and a few other accessories that I can't quite make out. But I wonder if they did something to the quality of these dolls. I wonder to, that too. Because to make them Costco price appropriate. Well, though I don't really think the prices were lowered. I'm not sure. Maybe there was like a, a discount because it was like a bundle with additional outfits. Mm. But I don't know what they actually sold for. The Molly one I'm also looking at is like so wild because she comes with like a blue and like blue floral pajama set, which I've never seen oh. before. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at the box right now. That's a good call out, Laura. I've never seen that set either. Huh. I don't even feel like I've seen that like for resale on eBay or anything. Whereas like the kit that that vest outfit, the kit outfit is like everywhere for resale. But like, yeah, those pajamas don't look familiar at all. No, they really don't. Interesting. So, so interesting. It's weird to see them packaged up in a box like that. Like that's super retail yeah. friendly. Like it's like not the beautiful unboxing experience of like owning a <laughs> Pleasant Company original. <laughs> right. It's but I'm more... seeing um there. So Samantha actually was also packaged for Costco because I'm looking at a picture right here with yep. the Reverend Samantha. And it came with her like there's a white coat that she has with like some fur trim on the collar and like a red Christmas dress. And that whole set, uh, the price tag that's in this picture was 120. Hmm. Okay. So that's definitely not like a Costco deal. Maybe it is. A little bit. I don't know when exactly like what year that was that she was released that way, but the dolls now are what, $115 and an, the oh. outfits I think are like 24 to $30 or something like that. So okay. that'd be good deal if you're getting two yeah. outfits. That's a good point. That is a bargain. I take yeah. back what I say. Um, that... But at the same time, it is be forever, Samantha. So maybe it's yeah, not a right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That dress. Right. Oh my God. Uh, Well, jumping back over to Addie going in order here. So Addie has been um, given this like sapphire blue dress Mm -hmm. with black detailing that honestly, this might be my favorite like be forever look. Yeah. I don't hate it. It's quite cute. Especially because I, I mean, I think that her, like, her pink dress is obviously iconic and classic, yes. but her blue dress, her Be Forever meat dress is really actually very cute, and it still seems like it's totally in the historical style. It actually looks like it's cut really similarly to something like her um, Cape Island dress or her um, kite flying dress. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Like, that sort of short sleeve look. Yes, I love that they went with a short sleeved look, even though I love the the long sleeves of the meat dress. I think that Addie's Be Forever dress is a little bit more like whimsical and fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I get where they're coming from. But at the same time, like, I can't, I'm trying to remember with the books, does she actually escape to freedom in the pink dress or does she not get that until she arrives in Philadelphia? Oh, that's a good question. Good I feel question. like she might have 
had it in Philadelphia. I read the book about a year ago or so. Yeah. 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 That's a good question though. I do feel like the blue dress is um, like much more fashionable. Like mm-hmm. it's, well, because the short sleeve really wasn't that practical in that era. So you really wouldn't have had that many items with short sleeve. Like long sleeve was much more common, even for kids. Okay. Um, and so like the fact that it is short sleeve is a little weird if it's like your kind of your one staple dress in your wardrobe mm. um which if you just gotten there it does make more sense that she would have something a little bit more homespun um because that's what her mom would have been able to afford sure right right that is interesting because like having it be that like her real special dress is the christmas dress because that was intended for like the client who then you know didn't take it right um like, I almost feel like this meat dress is nice enough to wear, like, something like the Christmas dress isn't as special. Sure. Mm. Right. Uh, that's an interesting point. Yeah. But it is a cute dress. It is a cute <laughs> yes. dress. I, I like, they've changed up her hairstyle, it seems like, a little bit, too. Um, there's absolutely no way, though, if you took out this hairstyle that you could easily put it back the way it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have any pictures of it from the back is it just is it braided in the back I think it's like braided and pinned up and there might even be like a smaller braid that's part of it on top oh, like yeah I think it's like braided in the back at least and then also maybe on top as well um oh yeah and okay. I, I'm seeing more pictures it's very interesting it definitely looks pretty complex I think that um, the original Addie hairstyle was kind of like pulled back in like a low updo. Um, like a, a yeah. low bun. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying. Like her, this dress is much more maybe like impractical for what we would consider Addie to have owned at a given time in her story and maybe that also goes back to like the hairstyle too like her yeah. original dress and hairstyle seemed a little bit more utilitarian yeah yeah did the be forever line come with accessories as well like meat accessories or yeah because um, i know that that one has a bonnet that you can get for it mm-hmm. like Addie's blue outfit so and i think like I think they all kind of had their standard accessories, like where you'd have like a hat or, you know, and a purse and a handkerchief, like. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. I I know I'm familiar with that with um, Samantha's accessories where she has that um, little coin purse. Mm-hmm. At, she had a little headband and then there was that like little locket with a flower on it, which yeah. annoys me to no end seeing that little, little flower there. Oh, like the it, be forever version, you mean? The be forever version. Cause it just, I, I, it, I commented this on the American girl TikTok, and it got a lot of likes. That's uh-huh. my claim to fame, but <laughs> they were like using that robotic voice for Samantha. And she's like, here's a necklace that my grandmother gave me. And it's like, not only would she not call her grandmother, grandmother, obviously right. she's grand Mary, but 
the little locket, if anyone looks it up, it's actually on the American Girl website now. I have it up here. Here, It's like a gold locket with a pink flower that I said looked straight from limited to and a lot of people <laughs> agreed with me um I'll, <laughs> I'll put it in the chat so you could see it oh god no <laughs> <laughs> but then again like look at what it's with what is that head- <laughs> I, I know, know the headband is that. terrible that I mean like that headband might be worse than Felicity's dress <laughs> yeah let's let's get into Samantha because I, you know, and many other people were so drawn to Samantha as kids. It's the first doll of many. And I don't think that they needed to mess with what was already, you know, making us, right, making (laughs) us love her. But I, I think it's, it's the dress color combo, but it's also the headband and I th- I think there was a version maybe of Be Forever Samantha that didn't have the headband and just had her hair pulled back in a bow. Well, I think the headband is in the accessories, so I think you'd have to buy oh, that. Oh, okay. I see. Because when I see that, like, when I see the Be Forever Samantha with her hair just pulled back in the bow, I'm like, you know what? This is okay with me. It's not great, but it's not horrible. But when I see that freaking headband, come on. <laughs> but honestly, like her dress is not good either. Her dress looks like a modern day party dress. For right. Yes. Yeah. Like, is there any context in that era that this dress would be worn or something no. similar to it? I mean, I guess it has lace on it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh pink goodness. wasn't even the color for little girls then. It would have been blue. Right. Oh, wow. Because it was yeah. reversed until like, I forget the exact year, but I want to say it was the 1950s that it was, it became pink is for girls, blue is for boys. Wow. Yeah. It just, I don't, I don't know what it is about it. Maybe like the length and then the sleeves and the shape yeah. of it. It just. It's really short. It is like the, the short sleeves again is a thing that wouldn't have happened. It just, it looks completely modern. The, I, even like where the waist placement is, that's not a thing. Like, I was literally just going to say. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things that I think is so kind of funny and ridiculous about a lot of Samantha's like original collection is how silly the silhouette is on a child. Because like the um fashionable silhouette for a woman then was this like powder pigeon look so you have like very full chested and everything just kind of poofed out away from the body and then would come in at the waist and for kids they dropped that waist down a little bit but they still kind of had like fullness up top so like Mm -hmm. when you look at something like her play dress before you put the pinafore on (laughs) it's ridiculous but in a good (laughs) Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that is interesting to know. I don't uh-huh. think I've seen it without the pinafore before. Oh, it looks really like, <laughs> Wow. But yeah, like the style of her original meat dress and her school outfit is like yeah. very like structured. And I think both yeah. of them have that lower waist. Really all of her original stuff have kind of 
a little bit of like boxiness, if not full and powder pigeon up top mm -hmm. and then the dropped waist a little bit. Like honestly, her skating dress, which I think came out in like the late nineties, but it's a, it's light blue. That thing makes her look like a linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most unflattering thing and yet it works because it was that was <laughs> wow I mean it's kind of amazing how like the doll body is so standard and uh -huh. between like Felicity's like meat be forever dress shape and like all of like the hoop skirts with Addie and like mm -hmm. Samantha it's like they get really a lot of different silhouettes yeah <laughs> it's quite interesting yeah Ugh. all right what are we saying is nice about Samantha's be forever look what are what are the redeeming qualities here um they um, upgraded her shoes good upgrade yeah, yeah. they're no longer I, those plastic things <laughs> <laughs> um I like the the docking which I'm sure is just a tight um that's all I've got. <laughs> Not even the yeah. shoes. <laughs> and the shoes, yeah. You know, that's it, I think. Yeah, honestly, I have oh, maybe the fact that I like the bow in her hair. Yeah, I like the, the bow, bow too. Cute. Yeah. It's so mm -hmm. cute. It's probably I mean, velvet. That seems cute. Yeah, right? Like, I like the color pink. Yeah, I don't, I I don't love pink. it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And then we get to Molly, who we just briefly touched upon being so unfortunately um, only available as a Costco exclusive. Yeah. But <laughs> she Molly, had a little, like... a little upgrade too, or an update, I should say. Yeah. I feel like Molly's original look is so iconic with that Argyle sweater. And I feel like they just kind of dumbed everything down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree. So Molly is given a similar vibe, like she had in her original look, she had a sweater with a skirt. And she still has her sweater and skirt. This time her mm -hmm. skirt is plaid and she's wearing a blue cardigan with buttons down the front. But something that I'm seeing here on um, a Mercari listing is that and I mean, overall with the original historic Pleasant Company outfits is that they were put on like regular clothes, right? This Molly in the back of her cardigan is all Velcro. Okay, that is, I feel like that. So that is something that they brought back even with like the Molly re-release last year. Um, mm. It's the same outfit that she first had, except that she has Velcro in the back of her sweater. And at first... When I heard that that was the case, I was like, oh my God, that is, is garbage. It, like, is ugh. it for like accessibility? It is so freaking hard to put her sweater on. Oh. Like, like if you wanted her braids to stay nice, I hope you never took her sweater off or on. Oh, interesting. ruin her hair. Like interesting. Is like, it's like putting a turtleneck on. You just have to like shove your head through it or her head through it. Like it. It is so hard to take her sweater on and off that honestly, now that I have a Molly, I didn't have one at the time, Yeah. but I have a Molly knowing that I'm like, okay, yeah, the Velcro in the back was a really good idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. we'll, we'll give them that. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
Oh my goodness. That's interesting to know. No, I've never yeah. taken a, a sweater off a doll before. I, I wonder if her B Forever one, since it has the buttons up the front, I wonder if those are functional buttons. Because that's something I've noticed about, I feel like a lot of, if not all of Molly's stuff that has buttons, they're all functional buttons. Mm. And I think that is both super cute and amazing and also kind of annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hard to do up buttons that time. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. fair. I'm not a fan of the thick glasses for the Bee Forever. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. Why do you think they changed the glasses? If anything, they kind of made them more noticeable than they were <laughs> yeah. before. I feel like between like the bangs and the glasses, it's almost like she has no face left. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. true. You definitely see her, her face more. Glasses. Yeah, her original glasses like didn't take up much of her face at all. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's, that's such a good point. I didn't even notice before we started recording this, that she received this glasses yeah. update. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, like, it doesn't seem like they're bad. I think they're like tortoise shell or something. Yeah. But I also wonder just based on this picture, if they don't have lenses. Oh, Interesting. that could be. That is a valid question. Either that or they did a really good job at like not getting any glare. (laughs) We're editing it out or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. They're so small. Like they really like are teeny tiny. I feel like compared to her other glasses, like even though her glasses were bigger before, they just were less. I don't know. These ones are like so in your face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so in her face. (laughs) But honestly, I I do kind of like this outfit. Like she looks really cute. Oh yeah, it's a cute outfit. It's cute. No, like I'm not as mad about this one. There's something like wonderfully nerdy about a lot of like Molly's original stuff, I feel like. And I almost feel like this loses that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely makes it like. I don't know. I'm I'm looking at them side by side right now and I love yeah. Molly's original meat outfit. And this one is like it's a little more cutesy, mm-hmm. but I still I still could appreciate it. I don't know. Yeah. I really love the red saddle shoes though. Yes. Yes. Like, those are so cute and I kind of wish her original had that. Right? Those Major, are Major Yeah, upgrade. they're so cute. I'm okay with that pop of color in the shoe too. I think yeah. what like takes me out of it is how coordinated it is. Like her first outfit felt like just the right amount of coordinated. So she had like the matching sweater skirt mm-hmm. set and the hair bows that matched. But with this, it's like the plaid matches the shoes, matches the red buttons on the blue sweater, mm-hmm. matches the beret. I see that. I guess I feel like her original was kind of just as coordinated because, like, it's just that you have navy, like, ever. You have navy on the sweater, you have navy on the skirt, you have a navy beret, you have, like, mm-hmm. so, yeah. But I can see where it's even more so. I just mm-hmm. think it's funny that, like, I know that World War II was going on, but why is molly's entire collection red white and blue i know i know it's so patriotic i like to dress my dolls like in like you know oh march is gonna be this color april's gonna be this color 
And you can't do that with Molly. It's like all of her collection is all red, white, and blue. Right? Yeah. She does have that raincoat though. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's really interesting. And, you know, looking at these, I had such like a sour opinion about be forever in general and looking at this collection, it really only is Felicity and Samantha that I have like major <laughs> issue with. And that just kind of overpowers like be forever entirely for me. I know we're not really talking about her for this video, but Julie is also awful. Yes, Julie, I feel like they took full Halloween costume oh, status yeah. with her. 100%. Um, she is like actually one of my favorite like newer dolls because I love the 70s and I feel like her original look felt very authentically 70s. Oh, yeah, very like it wasn't right. it wasn't like overly leaning into that like hippie vibe and her new look is like, it's like, they went <laughs> yes, Seriously. It's like a shirt with a peace sign on it yeah <laughs> it's really silly like that originally is. she was giving like marcia brady in like a really oh, yeah. good way yeah i yeah. feel like now she's giving jan but like the 90s movie version yeah <laughs> I haven't seen that one, but I just feel like she's, she went to Spirit Halloween and was like, hippie costume. Yeah, I'll wear that. <laughs> yes. And it's like Which, the the jeans, I feel like for the original Julie were like real denim. Oh. And these, these look like, like stretchy and they have that like side panel that's like floral. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. And it's funny because American Girl in the 90s had those... Halloween costumes for the yeah, girl of today outfits. Yeah, and so like the hippie costume. Right? <laughs> Seriously. It's so bad. Like oh, the God. peace sign, the vest, bell bottom. Yeah. Like, it's just too on the nose. Yeah. Yeah, the oh, only other goodness. one I think that got a really big redesign is Rebecca. Yeah. Yes. Let's touch on Rebecca because – Rebecca, you said that you had some feelings about Rebecca. I do. Um, yeah. So, I mean, one of my feelings about Rebecca in general, in her about her whole collection, is that almost everything that has come out for her is, like, really gorgeous. But she was poor. <laughs> like, mm. she, she's got a, a Samantha-level collection for not that <laughs> Yeah. So it just doesn't make sense to me. And I do feel like her original meat outfit, I think, was much more on the money for like her economical status. It just feels like something A, that's more historically accurate by far. um, And B, that is like it's practical for someone of like her family that that would be much more practical than like this boucle purple jacket and skirt combo right Right. she was originally launched with like that red kind Mm -hmm. of like dress jacket yeah it was a drop waist dress yes yeah and i loved the white boot like shoe combo she had that's true they changed her shoes to like mary jane's or something didn't they Mm -hmm. like purple mary jane's which like purple (laughs) how many how many purple pairs of shoes did your like immigrant relatives you know it's so funny because I feel like 
almost everything in Rebecca's collection, I think, like, comes with its own pair of shoes, more so than in other people's collections. And the only way that I can justify that is, like, okay, but her dad owned a shoe store. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yes. Maybe that's why she has more shoes than any other character. But that does not explain the really nice outfits. And, like, in general, so she's one that I feel like I know more of her Beef River collection than a lot of the other characters. And in general, everything in her Beef River collection is, like, a little bit nicer than the versions that were in her first collection. Like, her her Hanukkah outfit, though gorgeous, I love both of her Hanukkah outfits, honestly, um, but the one in the Beef River collection is, like, so beautiful. And also should not be handled by children because I cannot imagine what a child would do to that outfit. Like, Oh my goodness. Right. It's embroidered mesh. That dress is stunning. And so beautiful. Oh my goodness. That whole, that whole collection, Rebecca, we were talking earlier before we started recording about Rebecca's collection. And we were saying like, if she had been around when we were kids, like my mom has said on the podcast, like I had very, I had a small collection of Felicity things over indexed on all the American girl books and the magazines. But my mom's like, if Rebecca had been out, you would have had everything. (laughs) My parents would have been the same way. (laughs) Because like, I think they would be like, Oh, but it's cultural. So it's okay. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) We got one little Hanukkah set like in the nineties and that was it. Oh, and see, I didn't have the Hanukkah set, but apparently I have recently found out that my mom tried to buy me the, or wanted to buy me the, um, violin recital set because I used the violin, but I quit violin when I was eight. And so I think like my mom said, Oh, I offered to buy you that set. And you said, no. And Mm -hmm. probably looking back at it, it was like, oh, well, yeah, that's because I had quit violin by that time. So why would I want that set? (laughs) Whereas now it's like, I love that set. It's so cute. Right? (laughs) Oh my God. The violin is probably like semi-functional too. (laughs) I don't think the violin works at all, but um, they can hold it. Like I've actually had the dolls like hold it. They can hold the bow and the violin, which is great. Oh, that's cute. Really cool. Yeah. I love that. That <laughs> is so cute. Uh, I'm so tempted to buy Rebecca's accessories. Like we've talked a lot about on the podcast about how cute the Hala is. Oh my like, gosh. I know. I love her, that whole set, but like that set is expensive. Yeah. 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 I have yeah, her whiteboard, re- but I don't have any of the stuff that goes on it. And I'm like, oh, I want it. But also I can't justify that. <laughs> yeah. Fair. yeah. Fair the, enough. the one outfit for her that I think was a complete upgrade um, from regular to be forever is actually her movie dress. Oh, I'm going to have to look this up again and remind myself what it looks like. Her movie dress. And so like rereading the books, I understand kind of why they went with the what they did for the movie dress but like the original movie dress was this sleeveless dress that had like fitted bodice and then kind of flared out at the waist um and a really big weird hat and like it's it's the hat is a plot point in the movie or in like the movie that they're filming Mm -hmm. um and so i i get that but it has nothing to do at all with 19 teens style or mm. even came before 19 teens since it's supposed to be like they found this random dress 
now put her in it. Yeah. Um, whereas her, her Be Forever movie dress is like very much a 19 teen style dress for someone of Samantha's wealth. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm seeing, I'm seeing both of them now. Yes. That is an upgraded dress, but yeah. fair. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, no, that's definitely an upgrade. I I don't know why they would have ever moved with this first option. <laughs> that's like um, her coat too. Um, I think that her original coat was maybe slightly more practical, only if it had been like a hand-me-down, because there's no way that a child would have a fur coat of that, like, <laughs> you know, that wealth status. Um, but also her Be Forever winter coat is, like, that gives Sam's stuff a run for her money. It might be the most gorgeous or the second most gorgeous coat in all of American Girl Everything. It's, mm. like, purple, right? Yeah, okay, yes. And the original one was black. Uh, yeah, I think Caroline is the only one who has a prettier coat. Oh, Wow. Yeah, this is really nice. I mean, I know it's Rebecca has so much fun stuff, but I totally see see what you're saying about like the the the, the quality maybe not being quite in line with her <laughs> her uh, socioeconomic standing. <laughs> you could buy this bed for her that was like all like metal scroll work with like I think one of those little like semi canopy things that would come down from like the top of the bed. But literally her brothers in the story, one of them sleeps on two chairs pushed together and the other one sleeps <laughs> on the floor. Yeah. Oh I, my goodness. That makes no sense. Her original bed, actually, now that I'm looking at it, is like way more ornate than like the new bed that is sort of that like wrought iron style, kind of yeah. like a a less fancy Samantha, but still pretty fancy. Right. With like a pink, like duvet on top of it. Like this is rich. Part of me wonders, and I'd have to look up the timeline. Did Rebecca originally come out right after Samantha was retired? Oh, because that would make a lot of sense. Oh my God. Like with like exactly. No. Yeah. Oh my goodness. They're Samantha like, we need opulence now. Yeah. Samantha was archived in May 2009 after sell selling out in February of that year. And Rebecca was released in 2009. I'm almost positive. Oh, wow. So they were oh. probably just like, oh, let's replace Samantha with Rebecca, even though none of this collection makes sense. Right? Oh my goodness. Huh. That that's a good that's a good point. You are cracking the code here, Rebecca. <laughs> well, and that's like it also kind of makes me think that other than Kaya, the only character who did not get any new stuff. Well, I think they did wind up giving her one dress, but like her meat outfit didn't change for Be Forever. Mm -hmm. Is Caroline, who they then very quickly retired. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, Caroline's meat dress is like my favorite favorite is it? favorite. It is so beautiful. That, like, to me, rivals Felicity's summer dress. I mean, similar. Similar styles, yeah. So beautiful. To I love me, Caroline's like, collection. Her meat dress is fine, um, but her coat, I swear, is, like, the most beautiful coat and one of the most beautiful things in all of American Girl, and I'm going to have to make myself one at some point. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm looking at it now. It is stunning. Right? Yeah, it's gorgeous. Oh my goodness. Oh, 
Rebecca, we could look at American Girl forever with you. <laughs> like this has been <laughs> so fun. So Rebecca, this has been absolutely wonderful. And we are just so grateful to hear all of your insights and knowledge of historical fashion and comparing it to the outfits of past and present. But we'd love to hear um, your response to this question that we ask all of our guests who come on to AGW. And that is, what lasting impression did American Girl leave on you? I mean, it really did lead me on the path to historical costuming. So I feel like more than anything else, it just, it piqued my interest initially in historical fashion. And like, I wouldn't have the YouTube channel. I wouldn't have, like, I wouldn't be making historical costumes without the basis in American Girl. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It really set the foundation. Oh yeah, for, absolutely. Like, a lifelong like interest and passion. That's yeah. incredible. That's so wonderful that, you know, something that sparked that within you can still be something that you enjoy today. And also oh, yeah. that other people want to engage with it so much today. And I think that it's just the perfect time to be having social media and like YouTube and be talking to other people who appreciate American Girl and the clothing and the attention to detail, especially of the earlier years. I, I feel like we're kind of in like another American Girl renaissance right now. I, agree. I love <laughs> this huge resurgence that everyone is having with American Girl. I think it's just fantastic. And I don't know if it's you know, a generational thing or a COVID related thing or what, but I just, I think it's great that everyone has kind of um, renewed their interest in their childhood toys. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're so happy that you are sharing your talents and gifts and insights with us all and cannot wait to see everything else that you create on YouTube and share on Instagram. It's just been such a joy following along on your journey. And we're just so grateful to connect with you through American Girl. This has been so, so much fun. Well, thank you. This has been so much fun chatting with you both. And it's just, I mean, like, I feel like we could talk forever about all of this. <laughs> Seriously, oh we'll have to do some more clothing reviews at some point. <laughs> <laughs> right. It'd be really interesting to like go through a niche kind of like the undergarments of the yeah. American girl characters and like do like a deep dive <laughs> on like something else together. That's like, yes. you know, it would definitely <laughs> would be, be fun that. to explore. All right. So Rebecca, if you were to have a dinner party and you can invite any two American girl characters, whether that is the dolls or their friends or family, um, or enemies or pets or whoever you want to invite, who are the two characters that you would be having to dinner? So I have been thinking a lot about this. And while the idea of like, a, you know, maybe like a kitten Samantha combo would be cute, I also wouldn't necessarily want to dine with like nine or 10 year olds. Um, so I think that <laughs> what would be far more interesting is actually like a Cornelia and Aunt Millie combo, particularly mm. because I think that they would wind up being just about the same age. Yeah. Um, 
like because of that time difference and then Aunt Millie being that much older than Aunt Cornelia, I feel like they probably were born right around the same time, but two completely different experiences and completely different like life and growing up and et cetera experiences. And yet I think they're both pretty forward thinking women. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Really puts into perspective how close Kit and uh, Samantha's time periods actually are, but how much changed over those yeah. time periods as well. well and even when you look at the fact that like with not, you know, not even counting time, but just socioeconomic, like right. how different that is. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. That would be such an interesting conversation to have with those women. It's so, it's so interesting to think of like the overlapping time periods and how much has changed for Mm -hmm. a lot of the characters in the stories. And I think it just reminds us that like, even, even thinking that like Molly could still be alive today. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, or characters that, you know, seem like they're so far in the past are, you know, still with us or their stories are still so relatable. Yeah. to us I saw like a TikTok a few days ago that was saying that like and I had no idea this is like on me really but like Picasso like died in the 70s oh or, like, yeah and I was just like wait what like well that's that- like those sort of memes that you see too where it's like actually like Anne Frank and Martin Luther King Jr. were like yes contemporaries Right. Mm-hmm. Like Barbara yeah. Walters and Anne Frank and like Wow, Barbara Walters too. I think so. Let me wow. see. Um, I think Anne Frank was born in 1929. She was. And that was so the year was my grandma was born. And so was Barbara, I think, wow. too. Um Confirmed. Yeah, yes. it's so interesting to think of that way. Because yeah, um, also, like, if you think about it for Cornelia and Aunt Millie, like What's to say that by the time that Cornelia gets to the 1930s and the Great Depression, mm-hmm. that something does not happen to befall their fortune? Sure. Right. Absolutely. Right. They, could, they could lose it all. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. true. Oh, well, shall we play the little celebrity game then? Sure. Okay, Rebecca, we were chatting before we started recording about some of your favorite celebrities and you dropped one that I'm going to put forward and you can let us know which American girl you think that she would have. So which American girl would Sutton Foster have? I feel like it'd be a kind of a close call between Molly and Felicity. And I'm not really sure which one would be like the one. Um, And it also makes me wonder if, I guess Sutton would probably have been a little bit too old to have an American girl as a child. I don't know. She might've been right in there, but, um, but yeah, it makes me, I think one of those, because I think there's a lot of like that gumption and like headstrong attitude that Sutton Foster seems to have. Um, and that is probably, honestly, probably more of a Felicity thing than a Molly thing. Cause Molly has a lot of stubbornness too, in a not good right. way. Rebecca, this has been such a joy to connect with you. Thank you so much again for joining us on AGW and hopefully we'll have you back on. And that would be great. I have had a wonderful time chatting with you both. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And hopefully we could meet one day in person. 
Yeah, please come on out here for an American Girl cosplay picnic. Yes, uh, our dream. Love that, truly. And Rebecca, where could everybody find you after this? Um, I am at Lady Rebecca Fashions on Instagram. Also Lady Rebecca Fashions on YouTube. Amazing. Everybody, you must, must, must follow and (laughs) subscribe to Rebecca's YouTube and Instagram. It's just a delight everything you you create well thank you rebecca so much for joining us and thank you everybody for listening thank you for listening to american girl women for more ag women content follow us on ig at american girl women or send us your american girl stories via american girl women at gmail.com we might just read them on the pod if you like this podcast tell your friends and rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts